Amen. We we are now going to discuss into a homosexuality gayism. And I've made for a very long time I had since my days of Cape Town, I, I studied into a homosexuality. And I made a lot of presentations on it. And, um, and, and and it can be a very technical presentation. But I have I've chosen Uti today. We should rather talk about how we respond to it as opposed to what it is. Because honestly, it's not it's not helping much to analyze it, all right? Analyze it and come with all sorts of technical terms. And I can do that just to prove that I'm educated. <laughs> that I can do, but I mean, it's not going to be helpful. I think I think the issue is how do we respond. How do we respond to it? How should we respond to it? All right? And what does the Bible say? Because I think our ethics is informed by the Bible. But above all, above all, what is the Christian ethic that we must assume as we respond to it? But by way of background, let me, let me just state a few things with regard to into, into your homosexuality. And, and, and you'll find this once you do your desktop research. Basically, you'll get all these types of theories about, about a, a homosexuality. One of, the, one of the debates that are out there is, is are, you, are you born gay or are you socialized uh, into becoming one? Are you, are you nurtured? To become homosexual, or are you natured to become homosexuality? I mean, a homosexual. Is it nature, or is it nature? You know, um, and 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 I think to a great extent, what what informs your response is what you really think it is. All right. Is what you really think it is. Um, um, and, then, and then you will also discover that there are different types of homosexuals. There'll be different types. All right? For instance, when you study, like I say, you do your desktop research, not even very deep, you find that there is there is what, what they would call experimental homosexuals, all right? And psychologists and psychiatrists and all these people that are educated will tell you that at some point or another, all of us were experimental homosexuals. All of us. At some point or another, all of us were 
there was a time when when you are a a girl or a woman you are attracted to women and you experimented not because not because you were that but you just out of curiosity they will tell you there's something like that you experimented with that now that 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 is that to me now i'm not i'm not stating it i'm not stating it as a fact but i'm just stating it as something that i i tend to to find it easy to believe uh, it's when it relates to 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 women that with women i think that experimental thing it's a lot easier because women women for some strange reason just have a way of doing things that tina men would frown upon <laughs> and women just do that 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 you know we can't and and it happens and I, I watch women and i look at them and i say there's no way i'm doing this with another man number one women find it easy to sleep with one another on the same bed ilula Women, women just, and, and there's no issue. And Generally, men can't do it. If they are forced, if for one reason or the other they are forced to sleep together, a bed in a one, I'm telling you, a corner man, a cap, a lap, and a very bit clear, a bonagan, and umta corner, ulalangalel, uteleleje, uke wamtinta to flap. So now I'm not saying I'm not saying they are lesbians, but I'm saying ilulanje for for bonalondo kudenzeke. I mean, je by nature je ba vele kubelula kwenza lezo zinto. You understand what I'm trying to say? Vele belula. So, and I'm not saying it is happening like that, but you find people that it's, it's experimental. But and then they'll tell you that, for instance. As we grow up as children, we, we experiment. Uh, it's, it's not an entrenched behavior, but it's just being curious. You understand? A girl to a girl, a boy to a boy, and they do stuff there just out of experiment. 
and all that and all that. That's experimental homosexuality. But then we have we have what what they would call uh, uh, situational homosexuality. Situational homosexuality is is, is is homosexuality where people are forced to become homosexual because of the situation they find themselves in. Like in jails. In prisons. Alright? So there's a lot of that stuff going on there. Both male and female prisons where because, because the fact that you say doesn't mean you don't have desires anymore. You understand what I'm trying to say? The desires are there. Feelings can't differentiate the situation. I feel like And it, it persists and persists. And then you find a way of wanting to relieve yourself. And then you get into some type of thing like that. HL. And and then and then and then and then you have you have you have people that think uh, uh, control cells and sections of the prison and then you have to do them a favor for them to protect you and it's a sexual favor and that type of thing. But 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 as soon as they get out of that environment, then they discontinue that behavior. You understand what I'm trying to say? Then they no longer do it. They, then they back to normal and, and the type of thing. So you find that with women, you find that with, with men. And they, they call that situational uh, uh, homosexuality. And then you have also what is known as cultural homosexuality. Uh, cultural homosexuality is where you find in certain cultures, it is demanded Ogoto, you should behave in a homosexual way to be initiated into a certain stage to belong to the society. For instance, in Crete, for instance, in New Guinea, Joba, uh, Tina, here in, in Africa, uh, you will circumcise a boy to become a man. There, you will have to engage in homosexual activity in order for you to be considered a man. And the same thing with women to get into homosexual, to be considered to be a woman. So it's cultural, all right? And as soon as you are a man, then you realize, go to know, now I have, I've passed the stage, so I can't do this. It's like circumcision. You circumcise once. You can't keep going and getting circumcised, Good, I want to be a man. Keep circumcised. <laughs> All right, fine. So, 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 now boy, you, you, you do that for a certain period of time, cultural, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a ritual. It's a, it's a, it's a ritual, it's a cultural ritual. All right? And, and, and then, and then, and then you do that. And then, you have, um, you have, um, now what's the term? I'm forgetting the term, but 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 the term, but but what it means is, forgotten the phrase, but but what it means is, it it it's a it's a it's it's you become homosexual as a result of of 
of some kind of an aberration, some kind of perversion, all right? Um, you have been engaged in, 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 in a particular, particular behavior that ultimately leads you to behaving in that particular way. For instance, you engage in watching homosexual movies, and then you end up you end up doing that type of thing because it's attractive to you, or or, or there's something that says, uh, "Wow, I wonder how it feels like." You understand what I'm trying to say? And then and then you say, "Let me go and do it," and then you you actually end up doing it, and then and then you become that. Now, uh, and then you you have you have. Uh, homosexuality as a result of perversion as well. And that can come from a fact, Yoguti, you, you had become so corrupt in your character. You become so corrupt in your character, even as a heterosexual, to a point where it's no longer normal engagement in sex is no longer exciting to you. You want something outside of the normal just to give you that kick. Yeah. Uh, 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 and, 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 and that can actually begin, that can actually begin with certain heterosexual activities that are, that are not permissible uh, and then because you do them, even with a female partner and you are a male or a male partner and you are a female, but, but, but you do them and the, the same acts can actually be done with men. And then you want to exper experiment that with men or experiment that with women. I know that I convoluted. I could have said it in one sentence. It's just that in J. Yen zoom zimbut. So, and go as we beg and in one sentence. But niandivo bantin God. Nindvilamus. Yes. Even when you are a male and a female, and then you do this in a certain way. Niavamus. Sabata namtan de wufundi says he is in Danguazu's tetagan. So you're So so and then and then you end up and, and 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 it is that type of it is that type of behavior by the way that, that Paul condemns in Romans chapter one. All right, we will read those texts. We'll read those texts. And then you have what is known as constitutional homosexuality. And I think that's what we want to talk about. Constitutional homosexuality. Because as a zinis, as a zinis, abantu bayazenza kuba befunu zenza It's a problem. But then you have got constitutional homosexuality, and that can be and that can be defined also in many ways, psychologically, uh, uh, genetically. Um, 
you know, they'll tell you genetics this, they'll tell you hormones this, they'll tell you this, that, that. But fact of the matter is, at the end of the day, you've got a situation where this person has never chosen to be what they are. And the issue is, how do we respond to that? I'm going to read a few passages and then give you my, I'm going to give you my, what do you call this thing now? My disclaimer. Listen, right from the onset, I'm going to give you my disclaimer. And once I've made the disclaimer, then whatever else I say, judge it against that disclaimer. So even if Yes. I don't know but I know Now I'm I'm going to read I'm going to read three chapters in the Bible. And then make my disclaimer and then talk about how we should respond to this. Let's go to Leviticus chapter 18. Leviticus chapter 18. Now listen, unlawful sexual relations, Leviticus chapter 18, unlawful sexual relations. The Lord said to Moses, speak to the Israelites and say to them, I am the Lord your God. You must not do as they do in Egypt where you used to live and where you must and you must not do as they do in the land of Canaan where I am bringing you. Do not follow their practices. You must obey my laws and be careful to follow my decrees. I am the Lord your God. Keep my decrees and laws for the person who obeys them will live by them. I am the Lord. Now this is a preamble. That the Lord is giving to the laws, the sexual or the laws that regulate sexual behavior. Israel. Now, Oti, there are two places where um, um, what I am going to tell you not to do, they did. Where you come from and where you are going. In Egypt, they did do what I'm going to tell you not to do. And in Canaan, where you are going, they are doing what I'm telling you not to do. That was the preamble. Now let's hear what the Lord says. Then God says from verse 7, or from verse 6, no one is to approach any close relative to have sexual relations. I am the Lord God. No close relations. Now, as far as this is concerned, because everybody is a close relation. So you must be very careful. Alright? 
Do not dishonor your father by having sexual relations with your mother. She's your mother. Do not have relations with her. Now, that's what they used to do in Egypt. And that's what they used to do in Canaan. And guess what? That's what they still do today. Do not have sexual relations with your father's wife. That would dishonor your father, which means your, no, your, your not, not necessarily stepmother, but stepmother in the sense that probably, yes, she's not your mother, but is your father's wife, probably the second wife or the third wife or whatever the case might be. So your, your, your father may be having more than one wife. Are you with me? So you might say, this one is not, is not, this one is my mother, but this one is not my mother. And therefore, I can, and, 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 and implied in this statement, implied in this statement is the fact that more, more likely, and, or, or rather, yeah, more likely is the fact that that woman would have been probably your age or in the same age group. Because you can't be 20 and approach a woman who's 70. So the likelihood is that your father must have taken a second wife or the third wife or the fourth wife and the more wives she had, the younger they came. Are you, are you with me? Do not have sexual relations with your sister, either your father's daughter or your mother's daughter, whether she was born in the same home or elsewhere. Your stepdaughter or rather your stepsister. Or your stepbrother. Do not have sexual relations with your son's daughter or your daughter's daughter. That would dishonor you. Do not have sexual relations with your daughter with the daughter of your father's wife. Alright? Uh, born to your father, she is your sister. Do not have sexual relations with your father's sister. She is your father's close relative. Do not have sexual relations with your mother's sister because she's your mother's close relative. Do not do not dishonor your father's brother by approaching his wife to have sexual relations. She is your aunt. Do not have sexual relations with your daughter-in-law. She is your son's wife. Do not have relations with her. Do not have sexual relations with your brother's wife. That would dishonor your brother. Do not have sexual relations with both a woman and her daughter. Do not have sexual relations with her, with either her son's daughter or her daughter's daughter. They are her close relatives. That is wickedness. Do not take your wife's sister as a rival wife. <laughs> Do not take your wife's sister as a rival wife and have sexual relations with her while your wife is leaving. Do not approach a woman to have sexual relations during the uncleanness of a monthly period. Do not have sexual relations with your neighbor's wife and de defile yourself with her. Neighbor's wife means do not have sexual relations with any married woman. Not necessarily your neighbor here. <laughs> Anyone that's married, alright? That's your neighbor. So don't do that. Do not have sexual relations or do not give your children to be sacrificed, alright? To Molech, for you must profane the name of your God. I'm, this is temple prostitution, by the way. 
Do not have sexual relations with a man as one does with a woman. That is detestable. Do not have... That's, that's verse 22. And I wanted to mark that. That's verse 22. You heard it. And it's clear. It's in English, isn't it? I'll read it again. Do not have sexual relations with a man as one does with a woman. That is detestable. Do not have sexual relations with an animal and defile yourself with it. A woman must not present herself to an animal to have sexual relations with it. That is perversion. And that is uh, bestiality. All right? Do not defile yourself in any of these ways because this is how the nations I'm going to drive out before you came to defile, to, to be defiled. All right? Let's go to Leviticus chapter uh, 20. Yes, we read from verse 7, Consecrate yourself and be holy, because I am the Lord your God. Keep my decrees and follow them. I am the Lord God who makes you holy. Anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death, because they have cursed their father or mother. Their blood will be on their head. If a man commits adultery with another man's wife, with the wife of his neighbor, both the adulterer and the adulteress are to be put to death. By the way, that's the definition of adultery. Adultery involves two married people. So you don't commit adultery when one partner is not married. That's not adultery. But that doesn't make it right. still wrong. Because there are other ways in the Bible that condemn that. That condemns that. So, Hallelujah. <laughs> Ah, Sapumelela. Hallelujah. Adultery, adultery involves two married people. All right? And then, <clears throat> if a man commits adultery with another man's wife, with another man's wife, with the wife of his neighbor, both the adulterer and the adulteress, I do be put to that. If a man has sexual relations with his father's wife, he has dishonored his father. Both the man and the woman are to be put to death. Their blood will be on their head. If a man has sexual relations with his daughter-in-law, both of them are to be put to death. Whatever they have done is a perversion. Their blood will be on their head. If a man has sexual relations with a man as one does with a woman, both of them have done what is detestable. They are to be put to death. Their blood will be on their heads. There's another chapter that I'm going to read, but I'm going to read it later on. Now, some people may say, but the Bible says a man. It doesn't talk about a woman. Let me help you there. The Bible is written, the Bible is written in patriarchal terms and during a patriarchal culture. What, it, what applies to a man applies to a woman. We all understand that, isn't it? So where the Bible says a man shall not approach a man to have sexual relations with, with that man, it also says a woman must not do the same. Are we clear? Now let's go to Romans chapter 1.
Romans chapter 1. I'm going to read from verse 18 so that you can get the entire context. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible inequalities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being and birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore, therefore, now therefore is called a consequent conjunction. All right? It, it, it concludes because of these things, therefore, so what follows is as a result. Are you listening to me? Now listen to this now. Therefore, God gave them over in their sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than create the creator who is forever praised. Amen. Because of this, now listen to what Paul says, because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. Now, according to Romans, according to Paul, Paul says, you have situations where people become homosexual, become gay, as a result of having suppressed the truth that they knew about God because of their perversion, because of their, because of their denial of God in their lives, and because they refused to acknowledge God as God, and they worshipped idols. And then God allowed their perversion to result to its natural conclusion, which is homosexuality. And men bend up with lust for other men and women the same. So, according to Romans, it is a judgment. Homosexuality is a judgment, according to Romans. It's a judgment from God. But it's not all homosexuality that is a judgment from God. Are we together? Here's my disclaimer. I haven't read this text. Then we discuss. 
My disclaimer is, my position, homosexuality is wrong. Wrong. Nibir. Homosexuality is wrong. Thy pinda. More. Homosexuality is wrong. Condemned by the Bible. And must be discouraged. Everything else I am going to say. After this must be judged against this disclaimer. Don't get confused in the process about what my position is. Are you with me? Homosexuality is wrong. It is unbiblical and must be condemned and discouraged. Now I said homosexuality is wrong, is unbiblical, must be condemned, must be discouraged. I didn't say homosexuals. Neville? Neville? I said homosexuality. I didn't say homosexuals. Ellen White says the greatest want of the world is the want of men. Yeah. Men will never be bought or sold. And then, and then, and then, and then, and then, then she gets to this part where she says, man who will call sin by his right name. I got a man who will call sinners by their names. <laughs> but men who will call sin, not sinners. biggest problem that we have here in churches is we call sinners by their names. <laughs> That's the problem. So, evidence is ample in the Bible where God condemns homosexuality. Sodom and Gomorrah. And many other places. And I heard one preacher say, if God today accepts homosexuality, then he owes Sodoma and Gomorrah an apology. You must apologize to the Sodomites and the Gomorrahites. I'm also not going to bog you down with the different interpretations of those passages where God is actually condemning homosexuality or the Bible condemns homosexuality. Because you've got progressive interpretations and you've got conservative interpretations. Are you with me? Now, we are not in a theology class here, or we are not in a, in a hermeneutics class here. 
Ukuthi I can bog you down with those details and you are not interested in those. Are you with me? For instance, you have an interpretation that says the reason why God condemned the Gomorites and the Sodomites for, 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 for their homosexuality, it wasn't because they were homosexuals, but it was because they were homosexual rapists. Because remember the story that they wanted to rape those two men, those two gentlemen then. And they are saying that's what God was actually condemning. Ogoti, these were not consenting partners in a homosexual activity. These people wanted to rape them and then God condemned them for that. So Sodomites and Gomorites were homosexual rapists and not just homosexuals. So he did not condemn them for being homosexuals. Are you with me? Mm. So you have all those type of different interpretations. I'm not going to bog you down with those because you're not interested in that. We are interested in and, and by the way it's very easy also to dismiss the, the situational homo, homosexuals the cultural homosexuals the this homosexuals, the that homosexuals and, and, and these ones that Paul is talking about here who become homosexuals as a result of God having left them unto their own desires. Say, you brought it upon yourself. And I don't think we have a problem with that. What we, I think what we have a problem with is people who are genuinely born like that. And they say, I am like that. And the issue is, the issue is, there are people who are born like that. Oh yes. There are people who are born like that. And we can't deny it. And you know, and you know, denying it, denying it is actually denying reality. There are people who are not, there are people who are not perverts. They're not perverts. There are people who did not go to jail, and therefore they were. They, 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 they were conditioned to behave like that because they went, they happened to be in jail. There are people who are not culturized into that type of thing or culturated into that type of thing. No, 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 no. And Amdana has no sense of moral right and wrong. Has no sense of moral right and wrong. And it's not a question of I'm choosing. He's a boy, but he is choosing to behave like a girl. And everything about him is like a girl. Loves dresses, loves dolls, meat, everything in its place. We got that guy tight. But when I lift the and she's five or four, you understand what I'm saying? And I could And I think that's 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 what we need to grapple with. Or you find a girl, a girl in Jovel, a cool and she, born with the law. Now I tell you, I'm going in the pants. Tomboy, Tom, even the language, the way I call my him. And not because she chose to be like that. Some, some of them, even the build. Take Kaifas, the Kastas Take that lady. 
She did not choose to be like that. But I mean, she's, she's born like that. She's born like that. Uh, 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 and, and, and I think, as a church, these are people that we have to be actually talking about and dealing with. Because, because let's quickly dismiss these others. Let's quickly dismiss these other homosexuals who write. Next time, after 10 years, I'm for. What so those ones honestly we can deal with it's very easy but but of course of course it's but 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 you've got these ones here you've got these ones but 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 let me ask you a question Uh, uh, how do we how do we how do we deal with that? How do we how do we approach it as Christians? Now, I'm not saying as Adventists now. I'm not talking to you as Adventists. Because the Adventist policy is very clear as far as that is concerned. And more often than not, I like talking to people as Christians, not as Adventists, even when the even when I'm speaking to Adventist community. Because I'm trying to instill in the Yobu Christ to not Yobu Adventists. So what do we do? What, how do we deal? How do we deal with that? How do we deal with that? Leviticus chapter 18, Leviticus chapter 20. We've read those passages. Don't have sexual relations with a person of the same sex. Now those texts do not explain that same that 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 attraction, that um, filiality you have towards the person of the same sex comes as a result of your own choice, or you are born like that, or you are caused by the situation, or anything to that effect. The Bible simply says, "Do not do it." Correct? Just don't do it. So Moses, and I want to say God through Moses, did not want to make that differentiation. The differentiation that comes now, when we think we are smarter than God, and we start smart studying and doing this, and say, but there are those who are born like this. And, and the fact is, observation and experience, we see that. You know, one thing that you want, as a parent, you always pray with your child one day will not your, your son will not bring a girlfriend who's a boy or your girl will bring a boyfriend who's a girl. All, because honestly, you don't know how to deal with it. You don't. And there's no textbook of how to deal with it. There's no textbook. So, so, so how, do we, how do we deal with that? Let me begin with this, by the way. As I help you how to deal with this. I could have read Leviticus chapter 18 and read verse 22. I could have done that. Just read to it. 
But did you realize that I read the whole thing? The same thing with Leviticus chapter 20. You realize that? I did not just go to that specific verse, but I've read all these. And you know why I did that? I did that to say to you, the sin of homosexuality is the same as the sin that God has listed in all those chapters. So, attitude, attitude one, do not make it worse than any other sins. Because God, God grouped it and categorized it with all other sins. They are exactly the same. So, a person who is having a homosexual relationship with another person is not worse than a person who's married and having a relationship with another married person. It's not worse. Same thing. Same WhatsApp group. <laughs> Same WhatsApp group. Did you hear what I said? It's the same. It is the same as any sexual sin. The same. Now, the problem is that in church, we will accept, we will embrace, we will uh, 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 adore people who are sexual perverts in other areas. And we have no problem with them. But we have problems with homosexuals. And we stigmatize them. And I read this verse to say to you, God does not stigmatize them. God says it's the same sin. So homosexual. From a sin point of view. There's no difference. Same WhatsApp groups is. Same WhatsApp group. So, so our attitude, our attitude must be, our attitude must be the sin of homosexuality is not any worse than any other sexual sin. It's not any worse. And if we want to call them sinners, then they are not worse sinners than the rest of other sinners. We are the same. Then, here's the point now. Why do we why do we isolate them? Now, there are always two reasons why we isolate them. Two reasons. One, we are the ones who are doing it and causing it. And two, it is them. We isolate, 
Do, do, do you know why we always isolate certain people? It's so that we can highlight their weaknesses in order to hide ours. That's what we always do. The only way I can hide my weakness is to heighten yours. The only time, the only time I can be seen to be standing when I am short is to make sure that everybody sits down. So I'm going to sit you down so that when I stand up, I can be seen. And that's what we do. And conservative churches, fundamentalist churches, like the Seventh-day Adventist church, likes doing that. It likes isolating certain sins and certain sinners so that it can hide other sins. That's what we do as Adventists. And fundamentalist churches are like that. In this church, it will be homosexuality. It will be sexual sin of whatever nature. It will be abuse of funds. And it might be abuse of alcohol. Those four. We highlight them. And the reason why we highlight those is so that we can hide pride. So that we can hide jealousy. So that we can hide gossip. So that we can hide envy. So that we can hide dissensions. So that we can hide all sorts of things. Abuse. Spiritual abuse. Emotional abuse. Physical abuse. So in order to suppress this, we highlight this. And we will not choose... We will not choose, listen to me now, a person to be an elder who is a good Christian but has a weakness when it comes to women. But we will choose as an elder somebody who is proud about being proud. And neglect a verse that says, Six things I hate, yea, seven. And the first thing God mentions is, I hate a proud look. There's nowhere where God says, I hate an adulterer. But there's a verse where God says, I hate a proud person. But we choose proud people to be elders. And the reason why we can do it, it is because we have highlighted certain sins to suppress these other sins. (laughs) Now, that is one reason why sometimes we isolate, we isolate them. It is for that reason we isolate them so that we can, we can hide our own things and, and make them look like they are worse than us. We, we are better off. 
nah, at least I run around with another man's wife, but at least she's a woman. That one is that one is worse. You understand what I mean? And that's what is going on in our heads here. And that's sick, that's sick reasoning. But let me tell you another reason why they get isolated. It's because they isolate themselves. You know how they do so? Because they are saying, acknowledge us and accept us. Not even as we are. Because we have to accept them as they are. But they are saying, endorse us. The way we are. Endorse it. Endorse it. We are not responsible for it. Endorse it. And then, and now once, once they start speaking like that, then they're actually making themselves a target. And my argument is, no, 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 no. No, no. We can't treat you. We can't give you preferential treatment. When, uh, because if we are going to give you as a homosexual a preferential treatment, then let's give an adulterer a preferential treatment. Because then we'll have a clap of adulterers. But in Atiba Salon is treated differently. <laughs> then we're going to have to do that. Then we're going to do it. We have to do that with all other sins. Are you listening to me? We're going to have to deal with all other sins that we have to do. So I'm saying, I'm saying to them, listen, for your sake, for your sake, Nina homosexuals, do not ask to be treated preferentially. Because once you do that, you're isolating yourselves. Your, 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 your problem is not a unique problem from a sin point of view. It's like all other weaknesses and all other sins. Why do you want to make yours unique? Because once we make it unique, then your treatment will be unique. That will treat you uniquely. So, don't come here. I'm not saying, do not come to church. <laughs> come. You are homosexual? Come to church. Because there's an adulterer here. There's a liar here. There's a proud person here. Come. But a proud person and a liar and everybody, we don't treat them Separately and uniquely. Now we are not going to do the same. But, 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 but understand that that's how you are. Here's the argument. Then the argument is, the argument, the counter argument is, but Tina, we were born like that. Tina, we were born like that, but an adulterer was not born like that. That's the argument. Uh, uh, an alcoholic was not born like that. That will be the argument, isn't it? A liar was not born like that. And my response as a theologian is, you are lying. That's not true. Everybody's born an adulterer. And everybody's born a liar. It's just that we have not cultivated that habit. But everybody is born skewed towards any and every sin. That is why in the morning I have said, I have said, accept people as they are because you could have been. 
Because everybody is born with a potential to be anything that is other than what God had intended for human being to be. Are you with me? So, do not say when you are born like that. Fine, you may be born like that, but I was also born a liar. Everybody was born a liar. I was born a cheater. But at some point, I had to decide, I am not going to lie. At least not habitually. Once in a while. <laughs> Once in a while at least. But, but, but I'm not going to make this my, my character, my defining trait. Are, are you with me? Yes. I'm not going to be an adulterer and make this a, defi- a, a, a defining trait of mine. I may fall once in a while and then come back to my senses. and say. But when you are saying we must accept you and then perpetually and you are like this and everybody must... No, we can't because it's an aberration. It's a problem. But anyway, anyway, even if I were to grant, when I uniquely you are born like that and others were not born in other words, when are you uniquely born like that? Why should we still endorse it? Because that is a deviation. It's not a norm. It's a deviation. You know that there are children who are born alcoholics. You know that, huh? Azalwe umdan afuni whiskey. I position amans. I put my mans for the whiskey. Now, now tell me, tell me, are we then going to say because Landana Uzalwe Enjalo, therefore this is right? It's not. Is it his fault? No. Is it right? No. So, so, umdano zalwa efuni whisky. We are going to do everything in our power to help that child. With magapuzi buisi, ayegi whisky. But I see some people go over now go zalun jaloge. Kakeni zenabo nama dry gin nama whisky. Zalun jalo. I can do this as We can't do that. Are you listening to me? So, I'm saying, and, and, and that's my argument, my argument with them, when, when I speak to them, say, but for this, we, we, we just need to be accepted, we, we have no option. That's an aberration, you can't tell us, maybe not even an aberration, it's a, it's a misnomer, it's a deviation. Don't normalize a deviation. Don't do that. Accept, but it might not be your fault, but this is not right. And we are willing to grant that. Well, this might not be your fault. But don't go a step further and say, therefore, it is right. It's not. So you are born homosexual. 
Fine. Let me grant also that you are born homosexual, but you are not born a homosexual practitioner. <laughs> did you say? Did you hear that? Yeah. You may be born homosexual, but you are not born homosexual practitioner. Oh yes. Oh yes. So being a homosexual practitioner is that being being born a homosexual is not a choice, but being a practitioner is a choice. Of whom? I and Look. Look, here's the point. All of us are born sinners. But sinning is a choice. We choose to sin. Even though we were born sinners. Are we together? Even though we were born sinners. But when you start sinning, that becomes, that becomes a choice. So, 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 you are born like that. Now, somebody says, somebody might say, but then how do I, how do I overcome this? Now, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a problem. There's a problem in our thinking. And that is to say, the sin of homosexuality is more difficult to overcome than any other sin. It's not easy to overcome. That's a myth. That's a myth. It might be more easy to overcome homosexuality than to overcome lying. It can be easier. A lot, lot easier to overcome homosexuality than to overcome lying. Let's talk about let's talk about sexual desires. One person at a time, please. Let's talk about sexual desires. What makes you think that a homosexual desire is stronger than a heterosexual desire that is wrong? When you look at a man and you are a man and you desire after this man. What makes you think that that desire is stronger than me looking at a woman and desiring after that woman? Who said, who said yours is stronger and mine is weaker because this one happens to be a woman? The desire may just, both of them may just be as strong. And if God expects me to overcome this one, then God expects you to overcome that one. Yes, ma'am. I will take hands. Just give me a few minutes. I will take hands. Just want to get to a certain point, then I'll take hands. So, 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 so. If, if you are going to say, if you are going to say, is because I was born 
with that inclination. But as a heterosexual, I'm also born with that inclination. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Men will accept it, will accept it more easily than women. And maybe it's right to do that, or maybe they're socialized, or they should behave like that. Fact of the matter is that when you get married, you don't stop seeing other women being attractive. Am I right, gentlemen? Yes. It's a fact. Let me tell you, don't let anybody fool you. When you get married, it doesn't mean that on that day when you say, I do, and they pronounce your husband and wife, then all of a sudden, other women are no longer attractive to you. doesn't mean that. In fact, on that very day... <laughs> So, 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 here's the point I'm making. The point I'm making is that, the point I'm making is that, once I have decided to get married, even with those desires being there, and they'll be there until I go to the grave, when I see women, I still need to make a decision not to act on them. On those desires. I still, and I have to make that decision on a daily basis. It's not like I make it once and that's it. I have to make it every day because I meet different women every day. I can meet this woman over and over again, and this, and you wish But this time now, born And every day I'm born, hey, we are going to salute. And, and, and you have to make, and you have to make that decision daily. Every day I'm born, are you listening to me? Or whatever the case might be. That happens. Now, I know I can speak for men because I'm a man. But I suppose with women, it could be the same. Maybe to a lesser degree. I don't know. But that's a fact. And I'm saying, and I'm saying, now, if on a daily basis, I have to make a decision to say I will not act on this desire, on this desire then a homosexual can do the same on a daily basis. My veil. If on a daily basis as a heterosexual, I need to take a decision not to act on my sexual desires, then a homosexual on a daily basis 
should do the same and can do the same, should not act on those desires. Um, oh, but it's difficult. For whom is it is? Oh, but Anguaz. Of course, Anguaz. That's why you need the grace of God. Because if we are going to say, if we are going to say homosexuals cannot overcome that desire, then we are saying homosexual desire is stronger than the grace of God. That's what we're saying. Because God can never tell you not to do something that he knows that you cannot avoid doing. That is why in another text God asks, can an Ethiopian change his skin? And a leopard its spot. And you know why God is asking that question? God is not expecting you to change your skin or a leopard to change his spot. And then when he continues, then he says, then if the leopard can change its spots and the, and, 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 and the Ethiopian changes skin, then Nina, who are accustomed to doing wrong, then you will be able to do right. And you know what God means by that? He says, Nina, on your own, on your own, you guys who are accustomed to doing wrong, on your own, if you can do right, then an African can change his complexion and a leopard can change his, his spot. Here's the lesson. The lesson is, the lesson is, you can only do what is right through me. Don't try and do it through yourself. Because if you can succeed in doing that, then an African can change his skin. Then a leopard can change his spots. So, Homosexuals must not be treated differently. They must not seek to be treated differently. That sin is the same as any other sin. That condition is the same as any other sinful condition. They, can they be good Christians? They may even be better Christians than most heterosexuals. Oh, yes. They can be. We have very good homosexuals and very bad heterosexual. I'm going to make a statement. That statement is a controversial statement. But please, if you don't understand it, remember the disclaimer. I'd rather... I had rather keep company of a very good faithful homosexual than a bad heterosexual. I'd rather. So how do we receive them in Gonzuin? We love them. We embrace them. We pray with them. We pray for them. We don't separate them from us. They are part of us. They are one with us. They are one with us in Jesus Christ. Are you listening to me? We do not treat them like they have leprosy. Because if we should do that with, I mean, 
uh, uh, homosexuals, let's, let's identify adulterers and do the same with them. And let's identify proud people and do the same with them. Let's identify liars and do the same with them. Let's identify all sinners and do the same with them. And let's see who survives. And let's see who survives. Yeah. It's, your, it's time for a question. It's time for a question. All right. And then you ask Mbuzo Wako Zokala Nan. Uzokala Mo Wai. Bengala Sala Labangel go to Buzana Bo Wai. So, 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 so. Sikula no shakes. In a group. For one reason or the other, he decides he wants to become gay. What do we do? We don't. That would be the most unchristian thing you'd be doing. But you get the example. You don't. You have a child who's a homosexual. Anything. What do you do? Disown. What kind of a Christian are you? You don't. You don't. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You might actually want you now I'm telling you, you're telling me. Inkonzo Church is a hospital. Nimamel. Inkonzo is a hospital. And here's the problem. A problem your hospitals. They are specialized as in your house. Ne? Ezinezazo. They are specialized. Go to a lay, is Pezela Sintisio. Songa Guzela Panopeta Matum. 
my stomach uda haya isithita abantu abanenhliziyo yona awuzulunga ezinye kuthiwa headache ne specialize nge headache so zuye power upheto umqolo uthi and you know is special is special specialist hospitals they are like denominations that denominations because there are set denominations denominations can tolerate certain sins which means denominations can heal certain diseases like specialist hospitals that only specialize with certain diseases but they can heal others but let me tell about the church of christ the church of christ is a general hospital that treats all all diseases so enkonzweni in the church of god we receive and accept without condemning all sinners because this is where they must find healing now the fact that tena we can heal them must not surprise us because we are not doctors all of us are patients there's only one doctor and that's jesus umdaka ngena pha emnyango athi ndize enkonzweni zwiyazi into kokuba khakaziswe ngumuntu lamta umoya kathixo umfake pha and there's a purpose and there's a reason you may not know the reason you may not understand the reason but never be an instrument in the hand of the devil to chuck people out of this church enkonzweni ningizwe kahle we want drunkards and i mean we want drunkards i'm not talking about people abamba bayophuza beze besoba lange sabatha ngifuna umuntu ozawuza uvuke phethwe ebhabalazi ke sabatha ezela ekwebhabalazi we need such people we need people who struggle with sin because it is here where they are going to meet jesus uthe uyesu ngenyimini uthi mna i came for sinners not for righteous people nihlele bethu nani so we need sinners here kuba inkonzo kabanile ayo nkonzo yethu so homosexuals are accepted here homosexuality is not accepted just like adulterers are accepted but adultery is not accepted liars are accepted but lie We are not going to endorse lie. We are not going to endorse adultery. We are not going to endorse pride. We are not going to endorse homosexuality. We are not going to endorse anything. A church that endorses anything is a problem, but a church that accepts all sinners is the church of Christ. Amen. Amen. Ungabuza ke? 
All right. Shh. All right. No, I understand you, yeah. That's a brilliant question that you're asking. It's a very, it's a, it's a very brilliant question, very, very deep question. Uh, uh, and I hope, I hope they they understand the question. The question, the question that that question is very deep. Look, and and here, yeah, this is my response, and this is what I was saying. I was talking about the intensity, the intensity of the temptation. All right, you you are not in a position to say the temptation that a homosexual has, that intensity is any stronger than the intensity that I feel towards another woman who is not my wife. That's the point I was making. Are you with me? For, 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 all, for all I care, you may have those hormonal directions towards another man but they may not be as intense as my feelings for another woman who is not my wife. You hear what I'm saying? So I was referring to the intensity. I wasn't talking about the, 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 the hormones or, or the physiology of it, but the intensity of the temptation. That's what I was talking about. For instance, the Bible says, Jesus Christ was tempted like all of us, isn't it? And yet without sin. All of us. What does all mean? 
Huh? All of all of us. Does all include women? Does it? But Jesus was not a woman. But what the Bible means is the intensity of the temptation that Jesus faced, his own temptation, that intensity equals any other temptation that any other person will face until the end of the world. And because he overcame, this can also overcome. But it doesn't mean the temptation was the same. You know what I'm saying? Because Jesus, Jesus doesn't know what it means, for instance, to be, or let me not say he doesn't know, but he wasn't tempted like me as a black person who is very hungry and unemployed and tempted to commit crime because he was never in that environment. All right? So, but that temptation can be so intense that I might feel like I can't overcome. But then the Bible says, but Jesus, the temptation he faced, that intensity was more than yours. It may have been a different temptation, but the intensity, and that's what I was referring to, the intensity. Yes, sir. You've just come in and I've covered all that already. I've already covered that. What, what, what I've said, what I've said, what I've said is just to, to, to answer you. Go to look. Um, we all have certain drives. And they are natural. And some of them are aberrational. Some of them are wrong. But they are there. But while we are born like that, it doesn't mean we have to act on them. By the grace of God, we can be able to still feel the desires, but not act on the desires. Does that mean? But in your case, with the medical technology, Erna Leona, and the surgical technology, they can always reverse. Oh yeah, they can do it. They can. They can always reverse it. Yes.
Well, the question is, the question I'm going to ask is, um, how will you know that a person is a practicing homosexual? How, how, how will you know that? Yeah. But how do you know that they are practicing homosexuality? They they declare, yeah. It's like somebody. It's like somebody who declares himself. People who declare themselves boyfriend and girlfriend. How do you know that they are sleeping together? <laughs> do you hear what I'm saying? How will you know that? Because because the only time you can act against it, it's when you have evidence that they are practicing this thing. In other words, there's a, there's a there's a sexual act, a sexual union. But if, if, if people come here and they say, uh, we are, this is my, my husband or my girlfriend, my boyfriend, so what? No, it's not okay. Just like you can come here and say, I'm a drunkard, it's not okay, but you are still welcome. <laughs> We're not going to chase you away because you said you are a drunkard. It's not okay. We don't want to say it's okay, but... but but, but on what basis are we going to discipline you? How, how are we going to do it? Because we need to have an act. We need to be able to say, here's evidence. These people are doing this. If you come here and say, I, 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 uh, he's my boyfriend and you're a man. Yeah, fine. What? This is not right, but then what? You hear what I'm saying? Then what? On what basis are we going to be acting? We, we're not going to do that. Like people come here, boyfriend and girlfriend. How are we going to know that these people are, are, are engaging in sex and they're not married? We can't. Now, now, public sin means you, public sin doesn't mean you're walking together. That's not public sin. Public sin is when you are pregnant. And by the way, I can tell you right now, but I'm digressing, there's nothing like public sin. All sins are public. So there's no private sin. Yes, but... Oh, no, no, no. There's a, there was a hand here before. Even here. Even here. Mm. 
By the way, the church marries nobody. Alright? Let's get that one right. The church marries nobody. And that is why the church cannot stand in the way of anybody wanting to get married. It is the pastor who marries. But even the pastor, by the way, doesn't marry. The pastor only acts on behalf of government. Are, are you with me? So the pastor is just an agent of government to marry. Government is the one that marries people. Alright? So, so if a person comes here and says, and says, we want to marry. We want the church to marry us. Who? Who's the church? The church doesn't marry people. But then they can come to me as a pastor. And they say, pastor, can you marry us? It's up to me as an individual, as a pastor, as a commissioner of oath, whether I agree or I don't agree. Are you with me? But the church marries nobody. So nobody can coerce the church to marry them. And in other words, you can't even take a vote as a church whether people must get married or not. You can't. You can never ever do that. People just get married because they want to get married. The church People can go get married. The church can't stand. It's like baptism, by the way. Did you know that even baptism, the church can't decide whether a person can get baptized or not. The church can't. But the church can decide whether you are its member or not. But not baptism. We don't baptize people into the membership of the church. We baptize them into Christ. So, somebody can come here When people practice it, you see, when people practice it, then that's homosexuality. We can't endorse that. When they practice it, it becomes a big problem. We don't accept it. But homosexuals as individuals, we can. Now, let me tell you something. I know that I've been facetious when I was answering your question. I was. I was really, I was really facetious. And, and the reason for this is I don't want us to be witch hunters and to be judgmental. That's the only reason why I avoided your question. I, I understand your question very well. But the problem is that now we are going to be witch hunters. So, so, so we are going to start being judgmental. We are going to start isolating people and, and treating them badly. And I'm saying now, if people come here and they say we love each other, uh, and they're both male, but we do not have evidence that they are practicing this thing, 
We have no right to judge them. Are, are you with me? We can't. We cannot, we cannot do that. It's, we, we, it's wrong to say, and, and how are you going to do it at any rate? What are you going to say? Don't come to church anymore. Because then people will come here and say, and say we are practicing or we are, we are homosexuals. We are homosexuals. And this is my boyfriend or this is my girlfriend, whatever. All right? So, okay, fine. So what are you going to do? Don't step through that door anymore. You can't say that. The only thing you have, the only thing you have control over is whether or not they become members. But you can't stop them from coming to church. Did you hear what I said? You can't stop them from coming to church. But you might decide not to accept them as members. Exactly. Just like we can do with adulterers. So you've got an adulterer. You can't say to an adulterer, don't step in there. But you can say to an adulterer, you can't be a member here. If a person continues in that behavior. The same with a drug addict, maybe. You can say to a drug addict, you can't say to a drug addict, don't come there. Don't come through that door. But you can say, you cannot be a member here. That's what we have control over. So, you, basically what I'm saying is, in a church of God, you can't chase anybody away. Out. You can't. You have no right to do that. There's a video. I've seen your hand. It's your hand, and then it's your hand, and then it's your hand over there. And then, I think we need to wrap up. There's a video. I will look for it, and I'll send it to... Maybe you've seen it. Shh. Maybe some of you have seen it. A church is going on. I think it was in Spain or somewhere. A church is going on. And here comes this guy. He's drunk. He can't even move. They have to guide him. Ne? They have to guide him. Ayoshala Pambil. So drunk. The preacher is preaching. The preacher is preaching. And the guy, out of his drunken stupor, decides that it's time to give a special item. In the middle of the sermon, he decides this is time to give a special item. And then he stands up. And then he goes to the stage. He's drunk. And the guy insists. Then they try to sit him down until the pastor, until the pastor said, leave him. Then the guy goes and staggers, he goes to the to the to the mic, and then, then he takes the mic and and he starts singing. By the time he gets to the second stanza, the whole church is crying. The whole church is in tears, including the pastor. Shumayla couldn't even continue after that. Could not. And I can promise you that someone would not have made anyone cry. <laughs> that someone would not have made anyone cry. Nobody would have cried. So what I'm saying is you can't chase anybody outside of the church of God. You can't do that. Yes, my brother.
Yeah. I hear you. The position of the church is very clear. <clears throat> uh, you can't accept such people. You can't use them in, in terms of the policy. That is the Seventh Adventist Church. The, that position is very clear and it's not confusing. Straightforward. Such people declared or however if 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 there's if if there's uh, 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 an inclination in that direction, as a church, we can't use such a person and we can't accept them as church members. All right. Now you need when when I, I don't know how many times you have said in my presentations and hearing me speak, but those who have sat in my presentations and hear me speak. They will tell you that when I speak about the church more often than not, I don't speak denomination. I don't speak denomination at all. The church transcends denominations. In my thinking, the Seventh Adventist Church is a denomination. It, Methodist is a denomination. Catholic is a denomination. The church of God transcends all these denominations. So when I talk about a church, and that is why when I started, I said, I talk to you as Christians who belong to the church of God, not Adventists who belong to the Adventist church. The policy of the Adventist church is very clear, straightforward. And I am saying in my, and, and by the way, I, I, I'm an Adventist pastor, and I have to defend the policy of the church, despite the fact that sometimes there are things that I do not really understand. The policy pays my salary. <laughs> so I can't buy the hand that feeds me. So I need to be very careful. But at the same time, at the same time, I'm a Christian. And I've got a mission that transcends the denomination. It transcends it. Because that mission is given to me, not by the church, but by God, who transcends all denominations. But the position of the church, the Adventist church, is clear. You can't use those people. You can't have them as members. Yes. Yes, you see? Yes, I've seen you. All sin is abomination. Look, you see this book. 
I was reading this book in preparation of in preparation of, of, of this presentation, Homosexuality, Marriage, and the Church. It's written by Adventists. And the first chapter here by Clifford, he makes he makes an argument which personally I don't subscribe to. Uh, and his argument is when God speaks about homosexuality, particularly in Leviticus chapter 20, that I read, God actually, his condemnation of that sin is much stronger based on the Hebrew sin text than the other sins. That's his argument. And so his argument is that sin is more serious than the other sins that God is mentioning in the same chapter and in the same context. And the question I'm asking myself is, what is more serious mean in this case? What is more serious mean in this, in this context? For me, there's nothing like more serious here. All these sins are in the same context. And God says to these people, do not do these things. Don't, all of them. Don't do them. I go to uh, others you can do to a certain degree. This one, don't do it at all. God says, don't do all these things, all of them. So, 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 I don't know whether you were here earlier on, when I said, the problem of categorizing sin is the problem of fundamentalist churches like ours. That's what we have done. We have, we have, isolated, we have, we have identified certain sins as more serious than other sins. And as a result, we stigmatize sins and we stigmatize people, which is not right. Take, for instance, it's not sin this time, take HIV AIDS. You know, in the, in the, in the late 80s, early 90s, you were so stigmatized. Once you go to HIV positive, people did not even want to associate with you. And the truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is, one, from a point of view of how you contact it, you could have been much, 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 much better behaved than most people who did not have it. You understand what I mean? You could have been at the wrong place, at the wrong time, with the wrong person. And it could have been just once. And then you've got local overlooked and just doesn't have it. And then you come and stigmatize this one. That becomes a problem. And then you have it was stigmatized because then it debilitates you. The way it wastes you up and emaciates you. People do not want to associate with it. But I've always said, do you know that diabetes is more debilitating than HIV? AIDS. You would rather be HIV positive than be diabetic. I'm telling you. Because diabetes will waste you up. Seriously. If you are not very careful. And, 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 and it's because it's here. That is what they call uh, uh, um, they call RAS. RAS. Rectangular activating um, uh, something. Yeah? Who knows that? That's something. Tenure, angular, something, whatever. But, but, but you know what that thing, what, what that thing does? It's, 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 it's a chemical in our brain. 
You know what it does? What it does is the, the function of that thing is to give you the reason why you believe what you believe. But it can correct what you believe. It has no power to believe what you believe. So basically, what it does is I can look at my brother here and say, this brother hates me. Now that chemical will start becoming active. But it will not be active to tell me good but I'm wrong. But it will be active to give me reasons why it is right for me to believe. Ogote, he actually hates me. And that's what, that's what we're suffering from most of the time when it comes to certain things. When we say this one is an adulterer, is worse than the other one. And then we start looking for reasons why indeed she is worse than the other person. Truth of the matter is that sin is sin. Period. Sin is sin. There's no worse sin than the other. By the way, all sins can be forgiven. All. Except one. All of them can be forgiven except one. Spiting the Holy Spirit. That's it. But any other sin, I was telling, I was telling about Dalala. You know, the problem with us as Adventists is that we think that God has a problem with sin. And yet God has already dealt with sin on the cross of Calvary a long time ago. And don't worry about sin. So, so, Sissy, there's no sin that is an abomination and others are not an abomination. Sin is an abomination in the eyes of God. And there's no small sin in the eyes of God. Sins are the same and are equal. Hope I've answered you. Yes. Yebo. True. True. Mm. 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 You see, you see, you see, again, it's a problem of denominationalism. But also, let me speak for the church here. The corny patients, as better, they are called according to Spoonbuta. I'm a police. But God, I'm a child. But in Nagi, Fine, I agree with you. I agree with you, Guti. As 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 a recovery, as Katesi saw. All right. Others take longer. Others take shorter. But the back corner, hey man, the corny good as a stab on man. So, let me tell you, let me tell you something. If you have been a Christian for the past 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years, but your life has not been improving, then your experience is just a joke. Period. 
And I'm not saying you're going to be perfect. Now you're going to be a little Jesus. But at least look at yourself and say, 10 years ago, this is where I was. Now I am here. There must be improvement. But if 10 years ago you were here, 10 years later you're still here. Others are worse. 10 years ago they were here. 10 years later, Balapa becomes a big problem when I go Genesis. All right. We are, we are going to be closing now. Yes, yes, we see. That's fine. Mm. I mean, you do exactly the same thing that you do when a married man approaches you. Because it's the same thing. Because you have got men here who come here and they look at women. And we have men, women also who look at men. You do exactly the same. Why should it be different when it's a woman looking at a woman and a man looking at a man? It's the same thing. It's exactly the same thing. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's let's let, let me let me let me wrap up. And then we we close. Yes, ma'am. Um, okay, this one shouldn't be long, but yeah, but I just like uh, um, so you answer this question from the Adventist context. Yes. So you give an answer from how the church of God. But I've already, that's what I've been doing all along. Or from a church point of view, you can't stop, you can't, uh, you can't. From a church point of view, now I'm talking about now the, 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 the church, the, the transcendental church. You, you accept these people. You, you, you want me, in terms of using them, yes. No, in terms of you, you can. No, you can. In the Adventist church, you can't. But in the church, you can. Now, remember that the church, let's say, this is, listen to this now. Listen to this now. You've got these four walls. This is the Seventh-day Adventist church. Ne? then we say according to policy. Ne? He can't stand up here. According to the policy of the Seventh Adventist Church, he can't stand here and preach. We respect that because we are in the environment and the terrain of the Seventh Adventist Church. Are you with me? When you are in Rome, do what the Romans do. But let's say we go outside. So to do Law, umdala. I was a shumayel. 
Loi homosexual. Kodu ya amba na zofesi. Uya amba. Uya ushumba isi sabandapu. I mean, their common sense dictates what about 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 I can use him. Yeah, boy. Let me give you an example now. Let me give you an example now. You have, you have, you have a person who is an adulterer but who is an elder, who has a relationship. You know on a relationship and is an elder and goes in. By right, by whose right? By whose right? You can't even say by biblical. Because when you say biblical, none of us has a right to preach. Because all of us have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. I agree with you, but remember that we are talking about an institution that has its own processes and policies. You know, you know, you know what I usually say. Now? Listen to this. If Oyozalele pirates, father is keeping him field Pirates are keeping him I also is keeping him red. What pirates Even if you can't do that. You have chosen to play for pirates, and this is the gear, your pirates. Period. We are Adventists. We have chosen to be Adventists. And as a result, the Adventist church has policies and processes. And and when we are here in the Adventist church, let us respect the policies and the processes. Then go on. But outside of that, Jonga, according to the Bible, for instance, I mean, according to the Adventist church, certain people can't stand here and, 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 and preach. They can't. They can't. But if Sia, Sio, Sia Mzinumdu, also Bambi Bible study, all right, let me, give you, let me give you this good example so that you can understand. We send shy person do you know that according to Sensha, Unube can't even ask a question. 
He can't even raise his hand and ask a question. Mr. Nang is about school. He's not supposed to do that. That's according to the church policy. So a Bible study lab. Are you going to say Can you? Can you? You can't. You can't. Because one washabangu. No, what uban? Uban. Yeah, but Axigo, 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 seven day. Washabangu, Axigo, and Gonzu. No, no, no. The point I'm making is it's in the policy. Policy says he can't even ask a question. But now I go see La Paya. Washaban. I see Quen Are you going to say to Mube? Mube Unga Koth and Dot. Would we don't go to the Melago Buzumbos? Nalava Shaban, Unga Buzumbos. We can't. It's not right. We can't do that. No, 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 no. Let's assume it. Let's assume. For instance, for instance, he comes and he's a good preacher. He's, a, he's an excellent preacher. All right? I don't know when we can't after we have sensitive. But then I've got visitors in my house. In my house who are not Adventists. And he's a good preacher. Am I going to say in my house, Mube, Auzu Shumaila, that's unchristian. That's that's unchristian. I can't. There's no way I can do that. There's no way I can do that. Yes. No, no, no. Your, your home is not. I think go on. So. Tina, Tina. Shh. Listen, let me help you. Let me help you. Let me help you. A process. A policy. A procedures. As a very Zului. The very To run organizations. As a very Ebantui. Altogether. Let me ask you a question. Did Peter preach? Did Peter preach? Before even Jesus died and went to heaven. Did he preach? Did he? He did. Peter preached. Did he cast out demons? Before Jesus died and before he resurrected. Did he? He did. At one point, Jesus said to them, I'm sending you in two by two and preach. He preached. Didn't he? Then Jesus dies. Then Jesus resurrects. And then Jesus meets Peter. And then he says to Peter, Peter, I'm praying for you. What is the day you repent? Strengthen the others. Which means it was not even repentant. In the future.
Ahora les hago esos. I agree with you. And people can never rise above their own leaders. All right. So they learn. They learn from. They 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 learn from their own leaders, and they become like leaders. I agree with you, hundred percent. Yes, is you should be the last one. Then we close, eh? Kodum, or you'll be the last one, ma'am. Yeah. 
No, no, no. I think you are right. Uh, and, and unfortunately, you find that everywhere you find it in church, you find it in organizations, you find it. Some people, we are, it's like animal farm. We are all equal, but some are more equal than others. Uh, it's that type of thing. And, 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 you know, and you know that, again, it goes back to what? It goes to denominationalism. Because as a Christian, the Bible is very clear. You don't treat people with favoritism. All people are the same. But you find it everywhere. It's everywhere. Everywhere. You are the last one, my brother. We close. Yeah. Well, now what do you understand? What did you get when? Context. Context is very important when you interpret the passage. When Jesus made that statement, he had been accused of using uh, 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 Beelzebub uh, to cure uh, and to cast out demons. All right? So, so, so he was casting out demons, and then the, the religious leaders came, and they said, but you are not casting out demons with the power of God. They're actually casting out demons uh, with the prince of demons, who is Beelzebub. And then Christ says, Christ then made that statement. And, and he said, if I cast out demons through Beelzebub, then how do your people and your leaders cast out demons? And then he makes the statement. That's it. All sin will be forgiven in this world or in this age and the age to come. But the sin of blaspheming against the Holy Spirit shall not be pardoned. Actually, he says, all sin, including the sin of, 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 of blaspheming against the Son, who, and he was referring to himself, all right, uh, will be forgiven in this age and in the age to come. But anyone who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, not in this age, and not in the age to come. So that's the context. The context is to attribute the work of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit to demons. That's what the problem is. And that is why, Adventists, you need to be very careful to condemn what God may be doing through other people and attribute it to demons. That is the context. Now, 
as we close, as we close, can we listen? As we close, the presentation that has been made, the discussions we've had, are in no way exhaustive of the entire subject. The subject is deep. The subject is broad. The subject is sensitive. Should you, should you wonder what it is that I was saying throughout this presentation? Let me summarize it in one sentence. Treat homosexuality, homosexuals in the same way that you would love to have been treated had you been one. Point number one. Point number two. Point number two. Do not confuse homosexuality with homosexuals. Love homosexuals, but condemn homosexuality. Just like you should condemn every sin, but love sinners. God bless you. Thank you.